0: All right, let's go ahead and introduce some guys. He's Whoa. in this incredible film that you can see on Video On Demand called The 24th. Wow, it's all about the, the military riots in 1917 based on a true story. He plays the character of Lucky. This actor's been on True Detective on HBO, NCIS New Orleans, Atlanta. He's got his own YouTube show called The Pastor Petty. Guys, we <laughs> welcome the one and only Lorenzo Yearby. Right. How How's it
1: going? Well, I, I see you got uh, uh what I see a drum set and a guitar behind you.
2: What's up? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician. I play like everything. I even uh I, I shoot short films and produce them too. But I, I compose my own music too. So yeah, I'm a right musician. I, I play like everything, man. So it's <laughs>
3: basically a music-filled set here. Yeah, it's like it's all of us. It. Like yeah. we should all like be in the same room. We should just
1: all collab. <laughs> we should all move in together. Oh, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be wearing a condom
0: right now. You? <laughs> I
3: feel like I should be wearing a
0: cape. <laughs> Kelly, are you able to hang out for our interview with Lorenzo? I hope you can.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Lorenzo, I got a 1937 Gibson L-30 on the back behind me, in this case in the wall back here. I don't know if you can oh, see, see it. I see it now. I see it. So that's, I don't know if you know the story of uh, of B.B. King's Lucille?
2: No, I don't. I don't. No.
1: Real quick, uh, when back in the day when black folks couldn't play in in clubs, uh, you know, and they had to kind of play with barnstorming. So they would play wherever they could. And uh, so he uh, they were playing this barn one night and uh, two guys got to fighting. And they used to fill like a five gallon drum of kerosene. So they would fill it up like halfway and light the top of it and it would provide heat and light. So these two guys got to fighting while BB was up there playing, and the thing tips over in a barn, so it's all straw and hay. The plate that goes up like that on fire. And BB gets out barely, realizes he left his guitar in there. That's his livelihood. So he runs back in to get his 1937 Sunburst Gibson L30 that cost him $16 back then. Mm-hmm. I would have
3: done, yeah. done that with way. my my I'd have been in there. So you know,
1: Lucille was Lucille was the name of the girl that the guys were fighting over. So for the rest of his life, <laughs> he made all his guitars Lucille, so he would never do anything that stupid again. And that guitar on me mm-hmm. that guitar on my wall in the back is a Gibson L thirty. It's the same model, same year. Wow. And I'm telling you that story because B.B. King told me that story himself in the dressing room. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow! That's, That's how, That's how boy is. Boy my life
0: yeah.
3: But also, <laughs> I feel like um, I, I have different names for my guitars because I feel like they're all individuals, and they give me different
0: things. Mm-hmm. And what like,
3: about, I, you know. What do you,
0: what do you play, Lorenzo? Some of that drums back or, there. What do you got yeah, back there? Is one of your guitars Doc Johnson?
2: Here, drums. There, I got an organ over here to my left, um, and some other stuff is back there. Another.
3: What is your phone number? Oh, <laughs> uh, come on, <laughs> siren, stop. phone
0: number? How you Come on, come on now, come on now. <laughs> Why are you doing All right, so, so Lorenzo, let's get into the movie, man. <clears throat> the okay. 24th, man, <clears throat> brilliant film, man. This is a movie. That a lot of people need to see, bro. I think yeah. in this, the current state of our nation, the, a lot of the division going on, the racial injustices, and we're going back to 1917, but I think a lot of the things, you know, that we saw in this film could apply to today. Would you say the same thing? 2017. <laughs> right. 1917 to 2017, right? Yeah,
2: 103 years later, it's the same
0: thing, man.
2: It's, it's, it's real sad. Um I don't know what to say about it it just feels like i know it sounds cliche but it feels like the twilight zone man it doesn't even feel real it's crazy you know just looking at even some of the stuff i've been seeing today after after the debate the other night just seeing all these people threatening we will start a civil war and we'll come out with guns blazing And i'm like for what like what are we fighting over it's just it's ridiculous man yeah
0: well, I, I think it's an important film with an important message. And um, congratulations on, on the role of, of Lucky. I mean, I guess you were kind of like the, the uh, reluctant whistleblower, I guess, towards. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, it, was, it, it,
0: or, it was kind of it was playing that way.
2: You know, they, they yeah. needed somebody yes, as it is today. Somebody has to take the fall. So they felt right. like he was the youngest one. He was the most innocent. He had the most life in front of him. So he was like, you know, you do this for us. Save your life, save your life because I think they, made, they pretty much made a deal with them because they were everybody's going to be executed. I don't know if you know this, but about 12 to 14 all, only I got watched executed.
0: the film. We watched the film, it
2: like yeah. It was going to be everybody. So that was, that's what that was about.
0: So it's all or some. It wasn't no – yeah, there was not – there's no chance to save any of them. And I know we're going to a little – spoiler, Terry, but then again, it is based on real events. So right. I guess <laughs> – so well, Spoiler.
1: At, I, hey, man, I, I haven't seen the film yet, but I am definitely uh, – you've you piqued my interest. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I haven't really seen that level of racism, honestly, until, well, it was Christmas at Chachi's house last year, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was there. But right. yeah. did you get a lump a, it
3: was Definitely coal? <laughs> you were there.
0: Did you, you get a lump, a lump of coal? I Jemima for dinner. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> stop. Oh, stop. Aunt
1: Jemima? That's some, that's some great pancakes. That's some uh,
3: great um,
0: <laughs> syrup. Come on. Did you get a lump of coal, Kelly? Did you get a lump of coal? No, no, I
3: just,
0: I just embrace oppression. I, I had a whole class of oppression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lorenzo, tell us about the audition process because, again, this is a really well-produced film. I mean, you got Thomas Hayden Church, Michael T. Williamson, uh, Trey Byers. I mean, these are all great, phenomenal actors you're working with.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it actually was a taped audition. I mean, a lot of, a lot of things is taped these days, you know. Um, especially with me being out here on the um, on the east coast and so I sent in the tape they uh, sent me for one role and I was telling my friend about it and my writing partner was like I really want to do this film I really want to do this role and then they said they sent me another audition I'm like wait a minute was I not, was I not good enough for the first role so they sent me I guess they were just trying to see my range of what I could do so they sent me an audition for a second role and I end up booking that one but then I got to set, and they were like, wait a minute. It's like, you got, a, you got a little bit more to you, so we're going to switch you to this role, which ended up being Lucky, which I'm actually glad it happened that way, even though I was upset at first because I thought I wanted the other role. But I mean, the universe works out things the way it's supposed yes. to be.
0: Mm-hmm. The- yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the, produce- the producer said Lucky is the heart of the film, comparable mm-hmm. to Lupita Nyong'o's character in 12 Years a Slave. That's a pretty big yeah. statement. Yeah, yeah. Statement.
2: I mean... I mean, it's, it's dope to be talked about in the same conversation where, as her and stuff. And I'm trying to build the same type of legacy. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, I mean, I really love acting. I'm not one of those people who was trying to be, you know, the love interest, the sex symbol. Like, I like meaty roles. I'm a very dramatic type. Like, I tell people all right. the time, like, Neatuan mm-hmm. Fishers. You, you remember Radio, the Cuba Gooding Jr. play. Like, I like that type of mm-hmm. stuff. I like digging. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be a reciter and, you know, be sexy. And I'm not studying any of that. You know, I really yeah, like yeah. acting. Yeah. The character, character,
3: you wanna dive into the character, you wanna become somebody else. Like you're you're more into the artistic aspect right. of it that than you sure. are the like you know, what, what's being put forth for a lot of people. Don't in be laughing, life. Callie Bell. Don't be laughing. am okay, Belling
0: oh, myself well. Sorry, you are twirling your hair over there, you're trying to flirt with <laughs> mean, I
3: feel I feel seen. I feel seen right now. I feel
1: personally seen. Kelly Bell, don't clap, I see you. I swear to God, I'm trying. Look, hey Lorenzo, look. Let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your music, man, and make sure uh, Al's got your information. So I'll be happy to send you something. I got 13 albums. I've sold hundreds of thousands of records, and I've been on the road for 25 years. There so
0: you go. Kelly Bell Band.
1: Yeah, I feel
3: like I, I should give you my background, but uh, I'm not going to. I'm just everybody feel want, like, everybody
0: hey, wants to feel like, check
3: out my music, if you feel so inclined. But uh, I'm going to give you my background.
0: Alright, well, <laughs> enough, for another <laughs> time. Just just not gonna
3: Basically, we all want to work, so we should all have some drinks, pull out our instruments, and do a fucking jam. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> can we just hey, play?
1: hey. Hey, first of all, put your put your hippie skirt back on and go to fuck back to the Fish concert and twirl around and let
0: grown <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. You about thank Jay you, concert? thank yeah. you, Kelly. Is thank you, drum circle thank woman? You. What the hell
3: like fish. I, mean, right. I do like fish, but I probably wouldn't be at a fish concert. All right, you on. Shut. Have you ever uh, been like Mariah Carey? I definitely. Oh my dare. god! Please don't even start with Mariah
0: Carey. Right, hold on, Sabrina. Hold on. So you had two pivotal scenes, Lorenzo. One in the very beginning, where you got pissed on while eating a sandwich. You basically ate a piss sandwich. Uh, right. Uh. Let's first of all talk about that pivotal scene because that 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 was just the first, I guess, act of blatant racism uh, in the film. Uh-huh. I guess was you getting pissed on by the, the I guess the were they white also Tommy, white?
2: Tommy, Lee, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: members of the white um the white part of the of your. Uh...
2: Yeah, no, it was by one of the construction workers, Tommy. Lee. I mean, he's just he's raising hell and stuff. Like I said, so I mean at this point they're really trying to provoke. You know the, uh, the 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 our infantry or our um, I'm sorry regiment to violence or whatever. So that's the, like I said, act of blatant disrespect, trying to get a reaction out of us and everything. And especially like I said, knowing that I'm one of the youngest ones, they knew it would really piss everybody off.
0: Well, yeah, I mean the, the, I mean there was so many instances of of that disrespect uh, mm-hmm. shown towards uh, all. All the actors, uh, you know, all the characters of the, that were black in the film. Um, I mean, everything from the trolley, just the, that, that trolley ride that you're on. Yeah. the Segregation on the trolley where one of the, the soldiers couldn't find a seat. So he sat in a section where the white, you know, folks sat. And yeah, yeah and that drama ensued there. And uh, wow. I mean, these are just things that are opening my eyes up to, to how things were, you know, were during that time.
2: Yeah, well, I'm gonna t- I'll, I'll tell you what I tell everybody else. It's a sad thing. Um, a lot of my families, my friends are from New York, and some of them from L. A. on the West Coast too. Right. And the thing is that a lot of racism goes on every single day, and some of it we get so used as sad say we get so used to it that we ignore it. And like, you know, I'll use a simple one: being followed in the store. And so I think a lot of a lot of my yeah. white friends and colleagues, they think we like make it up and it's all in our imagination. But I was like, it happens every day more than what you see on the news, more than the killings. And we deal with it every day, but we've got so used to it that my friends will come down from New York and they'll just be like, Yo, why is why is dude looking at you like that? I'm like and it's like, I'm so used to it. I live every day of my life like this, and you know, why they follow us around the store? You know what I'm saying? But to us it's like it's like you just walk in the store, you kinda used to it. So it's um I mean, this stuff it it really it always been always been going on, but yeah, I'm I'm just saying this. I mean, since Trump has been in office, it's just giving it's like empowering racism, and people are coming out just more blatant and more blatant. And I, you know, I tell they they've been fed this lie that we're trying to fight them. I'm like, you're fighting an invisible war. We're not trying to fight you. We're trying to live our life, have barbecues and dance. Like I mean, we're not doing all stuff, but uh. It's it, it just speed this this narrative that we're trying to fight them, so they gotta defend themselves. I'm like, you're defending yourself against nothing. We're just trying to enjoy our time. And they don't realize that they're being used to divide the country, so these people can make money. Like they're not studying studying any of us. So um, it's, it's it's real crazy.
1: So look, yeah. so where are you from? Because you, now I now I didn't notice that country ass term that you didn't use the studying because my my I got family from Culpeper, Virginia, and and, and from Texas. And the, and black southern black folks say studding. Uh, and you I,
2: said it twice. I'm, my mother's from New York, so my and my mother uh, was very. Uh, she was honest how how we spoke because she wrote she raised us in the south. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm like in that between like if I go up north, they're like you you're not from here. But when I come down here, they're like you're not from here. So it's, I'm like in that between kind of area. But my mother makes sure we spoke correctly. She she didn't play that like she would she raised yeah. the hand. Something like <laughs> cool, your no, words, he didn't play that right
0: on, right you're on. Current, you're currently at Atlanta, which yes, I, I think is awesome. I mean, the film and television market, um, is awesome there, I guess, pre COVID, but things are starting to you know, production starting up now in Atlanta, so, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah,
2: it's, it's, they're trying to get going and, and, and everything, but um. It's gonna come back around. I'm just, I'm really hoping at some point the theaters, get, you know, open full blast because we were supposed to have a, a festival run. That's how we were really gonna promote it. Right. Festival buzz, but we literally got canceled two days. Like I was ready to get on the plane, had right, all my clothes right. packed, canceled, and I was like,
0: you probably red carpet premiere
2: too. You? you know, we really needed that festival buzz, but we know we're hoping the film still gets out there.
0: Yeah, it's on available on video demand on demand now. You guys are probably supposed to have like a red carpet premiere, I imagine too. That one the yeah, best-
2: was, we had a couple actually, and it just it threw everything out of whack. It's just I was ready. I'm like my first film, you know, red carpet had all these interviews and stuff set up. And yeah. Just got to yeah,
0: yeah, so- that that's the thing. I do miss the red carpet, my man. But uh, <laughs> this is an incredible film, man, and it's just some some really incredible acting by by yourself. Uh, Trey Byers, Thomas Hayden Church, Michael T. Williamson. I mean, these are these are great actors you're working with. Um, had, did you reach out to either like Michael T. or someone like a Thomas Hayden Church who have been veterans in the industry uh, for a yeah. long time? Did they talk to you? Maybe give you some advice? Or,
2: yeah, me yeah, and
0: Michael
2: can, T. still talk a lot. Um, even yeah. even now, yeah, I just just talked to him the other day. And I so far, scump, man. You know, it's, yeah, it is, it's <laughs> I didn't want to come on set saying that because it really sounds corny.
0: Sandboy,
2: uh, yeah. But I was like, Forrest Gump is my favorite movie. So it's like, I got to kind of like not say that so it doesn't seem like I'm just saying it because he's on set. Yeah. But right. I ended up getting really close to stuff. So that was kind of cool that, you know, I didn't have to, I told him later. But, you know, I didn't want to just come on set like, oh my gosh, Forrest Gump's my favorite movie because everybody tells that a lot when they meet somebody. Like,
3: <laughs>
0: okay,
2: it, just, it just so happens that your movie is my favorite movie. But no, it really was. But he's real cool been you know, teaching me the ropes and everything what he knows and stuff yeah. and trying to keep me through in
1: wrestling we call that marking out
2: <laughs>
1: i was a professional wrestler too for about 14 years so it, okay. in wrestling they call that that's when you mark out if yeah. your fans are called marks because they represent money yes uh, so yes. and so it, if it if someone's being like an over-the-top mark they're being real fanatic and then <laughs> and, and in wrestling the guys are really critical of you if you want, and you know, you're in entertainment, so yeah, yeah. exactly. It's all the same, you know, you don't want to mark out for somebody, but when you meet somebody you really dig, it's like it's hard enough to go,
2: oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I love, it. I don't get
2: starstruck too much. I just, you know, I have a couple of idols that I, I tell people all the time, my, my biggest one is Jamie Foxx. Like, oh, he's yeah, done, he's like walking that line that I'm, I'm trying to, you know, he said comedy, he's did drama, he's done music, yeah. everything. He's done everything. Yeah. And, and he's he's succeeding, everything. too it's not like he's just dabbing in it and kind of you know hes he's succeeded in it so um that's what I, I like about him
1: I've met a lot of the my i mean I met a lot and played a lot with a lot of my musician heroes and i've I've embraced Nelson Mandela i have you know i mean i I've done wow. some crazy wonderful things in my career man but Sharday came out one night at a concert <laughs> and I turned into all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he touched my hand I went ah! I, can I, can, I can imagine turn to sing in the sweetest taboo hand, oh,
1: here's, what's crazy. here's what's crazy Aretha Franklin did it as well at another night and I did the same damn thing because you know what she could have put on 20 more years and 200 more pounds but I would have wore that ass out <laughs> Come on now. Aretha Franklin would have got it I don't care what you say Oh, <laughs> I'd take big old sloppy Aretha. She was the greatest singer of all time, and all she got to do is sing for me, and I would shit, I would, I bone the ghost of Aretha Franklin right now.
0: Oh. <laughs> all right, Kelly, that's, that's
1: a compliment. True. That's a compliment. Is that too far. Oh. That's too soon. It's a compliment. Too soon. Compliment.
0: Compliment. Too, soon. <laughs> too soon. I
1: have a problem. Who says that? Who says <laughs> that? You bone the ghost of Aretha Franklin. Damn. <laughs> call improv all my
2: therapists yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: how was um how was uh working with kevin wilmot the director of the film because he co-wrote the film with trey byers right
2: yeah yeah kevin's real though kevin you know it's it's, it was dope like i said being my first film and you know get a a sizable role and work with somebody who just won an oscar the year before you know but his saying yeah like it's real chill like he i you know there's a saying that says like um 50% 50% of directing is casting and I feel like he's one of those people that believes that, you know, he casts you and he trusts the choices you make. And um, I think he was, I don't think anybody was expecting the, um, you know, it was written, but I don't think anybody expected an interpretation of it, especially the courtroom scene that the way I did it, I don't think they were expecting it to be that way. Actually, some, a lot of them said it, they were like, we didn't even see that in there. We didn't think that was gonna turn out that way. We thought it was gonna be one way. But he just he trusted you whatever choices you made and he's like really laid back and uh, you know yeah. just got a good energy about him you know the, whoever's at the top the leader controls how the 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 mood of the set is and like I said they were really laid back Trey, the same thing you know, um, the producer writer and starring in the film Trey was really laid back and it's just a relaxed set because I think a lot of people think this is all glitz and glamour but I've been on some sets that you don't want to be on like it's so much drama it's so much negative energy right. But the, that 24 four seven it was chill. It was real. It
0: was real dope. Matt, when you say this is your first feature film, I'm sh- I'm shocked because only because you're you're acting in that third act in the courtroom scene was fantastic. I you really did a, it. You did a fantastic I mean, I've been, job. I've played
2: this for a while, and I, I'm I'm a type of person. I'm very
0: straightforward. Um, and I don't know
2: if you know but I'm also a screenwriter too. And the reason I did that, I'm, I'm straightforward. You know, I'm gonna shoot straight from the hip. That because um. I feel like dark has a, a, a part to play with it too, but I miss so many roles because I'm not, 50, you know, really? um, I've been, I've been casting stuff uh, where I've heard people, the producers and different people, like maybe somebody wanted me on set and they would be talking about me. Like he's too short. Uh, he's not attractive enough or it, the, the industry is just so doggone shallow and I'm not being arrogant, but I know that I have, the talent to play with the big dogs, but it's hard to get it in this industry when you're not the 6'5 love interest or you're not a bag of muscles. And I work out quite a bit, but it's yeah. just really, and so I don't get some of the.
0: Self proclaimed gym up. rat from your bio. Yeah, yeah it, I definitely, I
1: definitely yeah. hear what you're talking about because there's no way in the world Chachi would have allowed you to work in the house.
0: <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I, definitely, I, definitely, I definitely. Yeah, don't listen to him. <laughs> yep. Lorenzo, you got, let's look about your TV credits because you got, you worked uh, closely with Mahershala Ali and True Detective. I like, I like how uncomfortable Al is right now. I am, I am. Al, I don't know if you've looked in the mirror lately, but you ain't
3: white. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, I hate it when people associate how people talk with I, I races.
1: Al, yeah. I don't care how many white women you sleep with. <laughs> you, are, you are still not going to be welcome at Thanksgiving.
0: Oh. I get it. I get it. Thank you, Kelly. Oh. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Jesus. The Reds, I did want to talk about working with Mahershal Ali because this is another actor that I really expect, respect in the industry. Uh, I worked with him on House of Cards. Uh, Netflix House of Cards. If you could... uh. Well, Sabrina and Siren having a party over there. I just I muted them. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Lorenzo, what was it like working with Mahershala?
2: Uh, it's, it's, I, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. Dude is like... How do you say this? What I, sound, I don't want to sound like, a, like, I, like I just popped some shrooms or something. But he <laughs> literally controls the energy of the set. Like, I can't explain it. Like, he really... You know, uh, oh. and I think one of my problems is
0: commanding presence.
2: And so I'm not making this up. Like he's one of those actors that even though he may not be the director or the producer, like he, his calmness like controls the entire energy of the set. And it's like even if somebody wanted to start drama on the set, because a couple of things happen here and there, but it's like I feel he's he's on. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Dragon Ball Z, or right? You ever see Dragon Ball Z? No? I have,
0: okay, I, yeah, I, that's not one of my fans Sabrina, you're a fan.
3: Uh I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I have seen it. <laughs> he,
2: he, but he just he reminds Thanks you, for like, chiming in. He's like he's like a sensei. Like, he he can just like snap his fingers and control the energy of the set. Like he's real like deep like that. And he's just he's a real real respectable guy and just um real humble. He made everybody feel like, you know, um like they're supposed to be there. Like, I think everybody should do that. I try to do that even when it was funny because I was sort of at that level and the extras would come up to me, talking to me a certain type of way, thinking I was this big thing or whatever.
0: Oh, wow. Like, this
2: That's big greatness in here. me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not on the A-list level, but he he showed that respect, like, hey, you're supposed to be here. You know, he respected everything that we were doing and everything. He's a real dope guy. So there's, there's no there's no facade. He's, he really is the person that, you
0: know, he puts on to be. Awesome. You got a really nice role in NCIS New Orleans. If you could talk a little bit about that experience.
2: Uh, that was um i i had one i had a tv role before that but i think ncis was the first um i just think the way it was set up it my nerves almost got to me because at this point i'm like yelling at um scott who's like another
0: better scott bacula yes
2: yeah so it's like you know i I'll, you know, I tell myself anytime I'm, I'm on set, I'm supposed to be there, especially when I'm acting with people on A-list. But, but it took me one, one take to realize, like, yeah, I really got to see this dude out. Like, I really gotta, and I think I even, not talking on but I think I made him pull his energy up, too, because he, the second time, the second take, as I, I spoke to him, he stepped to the desk, like, he hit the desk, and I don't think he meant to do that. But he was, like, in there. He was ready to go down my
0: throat. Like, oh, we were. Snap. Okay. It's real dope, <laughs> Wow, that is rad, man. And, of course, your YouTube show, The Pastor Petty, you had a nice little uh, video on reopening Georgia, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to yeah, love was, doing – I mean, that's the perfect pandemic hobby or, or something to do is do your own content, right? Right,
2: right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, it really was just a writing exercise, and it's something that really um, – it's on YouTube, and it really took off on Facebook. That's where most of my followers were. But it was a writing exercise that just took off, and people would like – Really was feeling my style of comedy, even though I really write like dramas. I write dramas and thrillers, but I was trying to exercise my comedic chops. I'm not really a comedian, but it kind of took off, so I just kept going with it. You know, it's a
0: writing exercise for me. That's yeah. cool. It's good to get all those people... genres for sure. Mm-hmm. Sabrina, you're right. back. I
3: think a lot of comedy. Yeah, we're back. Um... <laughs> But I think a lot of people that write their sketches based off of real life experiences always get the best reactions from people. And they're always the funniest because it's yeah. little things that people don't realize they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. like when somebody says something like, oh, you know and I I like to shampoo my hair with the tooth. Like you're like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like. It's one of relatable. You it's share. relatable.
2: Yeah.
0: It's yeah. Relatable. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No No doubt. Well, Lorenzo, man, we got to check. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie 24th, you got to check it out. It is amazing. Um, It's just so it's just so well produced cinematography. I mean, when you're doing a period piece, you got to you got to hit all those right notes. You did it with the Mm -hmm. score, the costuming, just just uh, the production Mm -hmm. design. Mm-hmm. And, and the acting, man. You guys did a stellar job. So, congratulations, Lorenzo, I on a great film. Appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before we let you go, if you could uh, maybe do a little promo, let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for the 24th. Maybe throw out true detective, whatever you want to, uh, you know, what you're, what you're known uh, best known like for. The
3: instrument. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then uh, at the end, let us know you're listening to Blow the Belt Show. Throw out a plug. And for siren, a phone number, right? Jesus. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> God! I'm
3: so
0: oh, God!
1: Oh, God. It's, it's too far to drive. Uh, <laughs> all right,
2: Lorenzo,
0: whenever you're ready. Thank you. Uh, hey, guys, this is Lorenzo Yearby,
2: actor, screenwriter, and producer, and you're watching Below the Belt.
0: Yeah! And don't forget, start plug for 24th. Oh. <laughs> yes, right.
2: Hey, guys, this is Lorenzo Yearby, um, actor, writer, and producer. I'm I'm lucky in the 24th. It's on VOD right now, and uh, you can check it out on, I think it's going Google Play. You can check it on Amazon and all the other VOD platforms and some of the cable providers, and you're watching Below the Belt.
0: Lorenzo, that was dope. Thank you so much. Appreciate thanks for dealing, you thanks for dealing thank with us. We're, we're celebrating. Yeah, thank you. Our I'm going to watch the that show. Lorenzo. Oh, yeah. God. Here we go. Here we go.
3: <laughs> I even like that. Gosh. I just want you to know that Lorenzo is the name I've given my hair
0: before. I did <laughs> you really? Yeah. Your hair is called Lorenzo. Yes. Why is your hair called Lorenzo? Lorenzo. Lorenzo.
3: Because April, I wanted. I wanted to get the idea that it was like, like, I keep feeling like my hair is a Latino drag queen. And basically, like, he's really difficult to work with. And for some reason, Lorenzo seemed like what my hair's name would be. And so sometimes I'm like, God damn it. Lorenzo, can you just work with me? And Lorenzo's
0: like, I do what
3: I want. I don't know if these conditions... Well, Lorenzo
2: work for is winner and king, so I mean, it's, it's a good name. Uh,
0: okay, there you go. And he's having good hair days.
3: He's having good hair days.
1: Hold on, woman, hold on. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to bring, uh, Lorenzo, I'm looking forward to the movie. It was great meeting you. Get my yes. information from Al. I'd love to be able to share some music with you. Um... And uh ladies, I I don't know whatever it was you took tonight, but I would like just that much of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I not I, like I,
1: I, I don't think I can take as much as she did tonight. But no. but you I want to be down a little bit.
0: I got Lorenzo <laughs> weed
1: we is exceptional in your neighborhood. <laughs>
0: Lorenzo, we we appreciate you calling into Below the Belt show, man. Thank you. 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 you? Your true talent and I love the film, man. All All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right. Peace.